Podcast, everyone. Today I'm with returning guest Melvin. Hey, man. Hey, good to see so you. How's your day been going? It's been good. I moved locations. Oh, just briefly. Where, where to? <laughs> well, I was there, but now I'm sitting here this week. Uh, I just decided to kind of mix it up for you guys, since you know, repeat viewers. I think there's some other people in this room too, though. There are. Yeah. So we got Johnny to the left of me. Howdy. And then we got Dave or David Bug. What do you, what do you like to be called? David huh? Bug? Or do you like your full name or Dave? Or uh, So, I mean, I go by a lot of names. Some people call me Doug. They like to combine the two. Some people just call me Dave Bug. Friends back home call me Buggy D. That was my radio name back in the day. We, we just go with Bug. Let's keep it easy. And you guys are cashing in karma. Mm-hmm. Correct. So let's just start right there. Cashing in karma. I feel like it's kind of straightforward, but I'd also like to hear the breakdown of what it means. Oh, man. Okay. So I... um. I got like really into philosophy in college many years ago when I made this thing and I was like trying to find a cool band name and all of my other band names were terrible, Melvin. You I, remember. I you know okay. <laughs> I will give you this. Whenever whenever he signed me in and I got into this band, I remember it was called The Reckless Living. Dude, I you can cringe all you want. It sold me. I thought it was a kind of a cool name, but I mean that's just me. I, I thought it was cool. And then I remember it was like right after uh, we did like the first like random show in front of people. And it was like the next day I came and hung out for a bit and you sat me down and we were just jamming. And we just like, he's like, yeah, you know, I decided I was going to change the name up a little bit. I was thinking cashing in karma. And as I was just sitting there just like playing around, I was like, huh. And like the more I started thinking about it, I was like, dude, that's solid. I like all of it. It sounds fitting to what we want to make out of it too and the meaning of it is like i guess it's a little different than like how it kind of sounds it's not necessarily okay. like you know getting good for the good deeds you do i i think in kind of what i was trying to define catching in karma as is like you know bad things are always going to happen to us and like a oh. big thing is like pain is going to you know come our way but we it's our choice to suffer okay. so it's kind of like if you can take something bad and turn it into something good. You can take, you know, something terrible that's happened to you or something bad and just find a way to put that energy back out as something positive in the world. Then And did you think of this meaning just like after creating the name or like is this something you had to think about for a while before you're like, <laughs> this is actually what it means? Or... That's a good question. <laughs> I actually I did kind of modify the meaning as I went. Um <laughs> Because I, I like what I just said more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. buddy. <laughs> it's an ever-growing evolution of a purpose. I love it. <clears throat> what, what was the very first one? Exactly what it means. Just oh yeah, if I do something good, and then I get and I reap the rewards somewhere down the line. That's cashing in karma. I always just figured <laughs> it was like karma can go good or bad. You know what it is? It's like 
no matter what your actions are cashing you in like if you do something good for somebody you can cash in that good karma for something good coming back to you or like if you're doing something negative you can expect that return to come back at some point in the end like i that's just something i always kind of saw it as because a lot of the songs we even talk about it's like there's so many themes that play into just like your experiences in life and the way you go about handling those things that happen in your life impact how you even see the world, you know, mm-hmm. and how the world even perceives what you want to give. But doesn't karma fall under like superstition a little bit though? A little bit. A little bit, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, there are some people who don't believe in fate and if they don't believe in fate, then they probably don't have a strong belief in karma. You know, or like walk under a ladder. What are some? There's like this is Halloween season, right? <laughs> Break a mirror. Oh, yeah. Breaking mirrors. I got uh, a black a cat, black so cat crosses oh. your path. You, you are a black cat. Hey, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though. Um, I had a, I've had a black cat for about a year and a half now, and I've I've kind of had that quandary myself. I'm like, so if you own it, does that mean it negates the the bad luck, or does it just mean like you're just guaranteed? Don't go walking past your cat at a certain day where you're probably going to be, you know, hurting yourself for a couple of years. I don't know. Wait, so you're just not supposed to walk? I don't even understand well, the black cat thing. The, the, like the concept, if I'm not mistaken, was like the walk. if a black cat crosses your path, you get, I don't even know how many years of bad luck. Mm-hmm. But, Isn't it like seven years of bad luck? Uh, or something, something like that. Yeah, I know that's the mirror. It could also be for the cat. I, what's, I, the, what's the mirror one? Uh, uh, if you break a mirror, you get seven years of bad luck. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know the ladder one. Mm-hmm. What's that? Aren't you not supposed to throw salt over your? Or you are That's supposed, no, supposed no. to when you. Yeah, if you spill salt, you, was I think you got to take it and then throw it over your left shoulder. Oh God, oh, it's yeah. either one or the other, and you're screwed <laughs> if you do the wrong one. I know that. Opening umbrellas indoors. Oh yeah, oh. If you do that, you're screwed. I really, I feel like that's not even like a bad luck thing. It's just a piece of advice. That, yeah, I think that's it's what really people annoying. Do in Washington though, <laughs> like we we wear coats outside and open umbrellas indoors. Mm. Well, I heard that real Seattleites don't even use umbrellas. That's true. That's the thing. Yeah. That's. We kind of look at you a little sideways if you if you yeah. have an umbrella in this day and age in Seattle. But I think it's kind of weird now that I think about it. All these bad luck things, they're all like these requisites. You know what I mean? Like you're just like you can you can pull out an umbrella and pull it out outdoors and you're totally fine. But if it's inside, you got like all these years of bad luck coming your way. It's like, well, okay. So are you gonna tell me at some point that if I have a pumpkin in my living room in November past <laughs> a certain time, I'm screwed? Like. Mm-hmm. There's so many of these little fine details you got to mind in order Sounds to not like have religion, bad luck. religion, kind of. Oh, shit. <laughs> We're going full circle today. Just got to play some Stevie Wonder now. Just oh, I love pull that. up the I lyrics. Love... Oh, no, I'm Seven not going to do that. Do you know his song Evil by any chance? It's like one of my favorite Probably. songs of all time. It's a, I'm so such poor a with crazy those names. song. I actually yeah. heard it from. I My oh. best songs I find are from listening to like watching a movie or a TV show mm-hmm. and it was in have you guys seen Atlanta right yes now? I yeah. love oh. that show yes. oh. I haven't seen the second season yet oh second season is pretty good mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really a big fan of the first one but okay. the second season was pretty solid mm-hmm. and the new season of Dave is out too already yeah damn I'm behind dude you know you have a show no. <laughs> but, uh, kidding, in kidding. Atlanta, there's like the Michael Jackson, you know, the Mac- Michael Jackson episode. Oh, that Halloween type thing. Yeah. At the very end, it plays the evil song. That's the song. Yeah. Okay. I just love, I love the little nuances that kind of played into Atlanta. Like, I think that's one of the big things that I enjoy about people kind of like 
Charles Gambino, Tyler the Creator. Mm-hmm. They have this, they kind of have this universe they try to set their music yeah. into, in my mind. Or at least in the sense that, like, they tell a story, the story continues from one to the next, or it even may even be just like a project type thing where you can see elements of Atlanta playing into the further trajectory of Childish Gambino. Or, so, yeah. Like, if we're, if we're talking about Childish Gambino, like, because the internet, you know about the whole, like, visual thing that went along with it? Oh, everything? dude, I loved that thing. That, like, okay, so everything Donald Glover, I just love. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Especially, like, Donald Glover is... Lando Calrissian. I could watch an <laughs> yes. entire Disney Plus series of Childish Gambino's Lando. That Fair. would be rad. That Fair. would be so cool. Hell yeah. I'd be down for that. That'd probably be hella expensive for Disney, though. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, Disney's got the money. It's eating up literally anything and yeah. everything you can see that's free. So. Oh, he true. retired, didn't he? Retired. Official as of the last Childish. album. Yeah. What? Yeah, really? so that was his last one. And, I mean, the thing about it is... I, I kind of see it mm. just like how people like to talk about how wrestlers retire. You're not really retired. You just mm. stop making music for a while. Or like Jay-Z or Little Wonder. This dude retired as many times as I've seen Rolling Stones go on a reunion <laughs> tour. Like, I swear this is the last one. No, dude. You're coming back in like three years. Calm yeah. down. We we get it. You know what I mean? So, so Johnny, tell me a little bit about who you are. I, I feel like me and Melvin are on this wavelength. We already know each other. So... I'm a guy that grew up in the same town as Melvin. Lacey. We both grew up in Lakewood. Oh, I worked Lakewood. there. Okay, I was oh, He works in Lacey. No. But we're both from Lakewood, and we both went to Pierce College, and mm-hmm. that's kind of how we met and linked up. I Go put Raiders. out like a little ad on like this bright orange piece of paper that Dude. was like, looking for guitarists for fans of this band, this band, and this band, which was... Consequently, Melvin's like yeah. favorite band. He, got, he had like all the buzzwords I needed. He said Jimi <laughs> Hendrix. He said grunge. He said Nirvana. And he said, I think you might have said Foo Fighters, Dude, but nine years, like, <sighs> and it would have been it's around wild. this time, like nine years ago. Yeah, That's crazy. I keep thinking about that too. Oh, man. We've been uh, we've been <clears> around <throat> this whole thing for so many years, and I even think about it now. It's like I just remember the anxiety I felt. I think the same day I went to go and do like the first rehearsal, the first like tryout playing with Johnny, and at the time uh, we had a he had a drummer by the name of Yoslin. She was awesome, such a good drummer. I know, right? She was such a cool person too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she was a bit of a badass too. She was our badass. I was. We were both geeks. At least. I'll vouch for me. I was a fucking geek when I was in high school. And so, like, playing and being in a band with these guys where I, like, I've never really done a band experience. I told you I told you last time I was here, like, the first band I was really, like, associated with in high school, I felt like it was a front for two-thirds of the band to meet girls. So, like, <laughs> I wanted to play music. They didn't really do that. And I just kind of sat there as they had girlfriends come over and stuff. And this was like the first experience where I went out. They said, hey, you want to meet over at my house? We'll work on some songs. I'll show you some stuff. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Mm. I did my ACT test and then I went over there. So like it was one panic to the next panic. And I'm just like (laughs) prepping myself mentally like, okay, stop talking about ACT. Start thinking about (laughs) rock music. Let's have fun. Let's just have fun with it. And then I got there and I did. What did you get on your ACT though? (laughs) <laughs> oh, I think I got like a that's out of like 27 or something like that right because I, I could have sworn I hit like a 19 or 20 it was enough to get me to school oh, there we go nice. got into a good school I, I can't say anything else about nice. that <laughs> so, yeah yeah, but, yeah nine years nine fucking um, years so I mean and before that I was just this guy who was I, I was honestly kind of a weird kid kind of antisocial I had 
like epilepsy and a slew of other like oh shit so you just, still like, have epilepsy is that something you're i actually grew out of it what? but i had like all of these like mental issues because of it because like it you know I, I had a lot of head trauma as a kid and then i had epilepsy and i had like all this stuff so i was just like a um a little bit of a like just a weird anomaly case of like some kid with mental problems and like stunted social skills. And then mm -hmm. I got into college and I got and, like, it started expressing myself through music. And hey. that's when I really like started to bloom and come out of my shell. And, you know, I really didn't like where I was like, you know, probably around the time when Melvin met me was when I was really starting to go through that transformation. Okay, what into year that, was this for you? know, you like new person. And that's kind of 11. What was that? The year we the year 20, we 2012? met. Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Yeah, it was twenty twelve. October twenty twelve. Oh, good God, I remember it like it was nine years ago. Diddly, diddly, diddly. Um, <laughs> I feel like Wayne's World's just coming in. <laughs> but um, yeah, like when when we met, we were kind of still figuring out our sound. I had all these old songs, and then I like scrapped all of them and came out with this song called Jigsaw Road. And, and was then, this a solo thing you had, or were you in other bands? Perhaps? I I was just trying to make a project and. You know, it, it was reckless living at first, and then it became Cashing in Karma. And, yeah. you know, before we ever started playing shows, Cashing in Karma was just like a pet, not a pet project, but just a passion project. Yeah. Us in our garage, jamming, trying to find bassist, drummer. Playing music for no one else but ourselves. It was, uh, it was my family's garage. Hey, um, yeah. And that was like the place we jammed out of for like three or four <laughs> years. Even... Um, and then eventually yeah. we moved into the living room. Um, oh, the evolution. That was, that was nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> little, that was a fun one. A little extra heat um, in that living room. It was quite nice. Dude, it was um, fucking cold in that garage. I remember in between <laughs> oh, songs, man. I would have to go. I feel so bad for keeping the drums in there. Uh, don't and you just, just any instruments, just in general. Cause, don't you just think back to those moments where you left him in the cold-ass garage, you're just like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> or, or the times where you would be like, I don't want to unpack my gear. On like a cold day after oh. a show or something. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. It was like, and then like, uh, so we we were in Karma for like three years before we met Dave. Mm -hmm. or, yeah. or no, no, no. Like mm -hmm. it was 2015 to 2018 is really when Cashkin and Karma became a three thing. Years. And, you know, we, we had music that we released. We were playing shows. And yeah. Melvin left the band for a little bit, like yeah. right as Dave was starting to jam with me. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then we went through like 2018, 2019 together. Oh, yeah. And then during the pandemic, <laughs> Melvin was like, dude, I need to come back and play music. <laughs> I missed mm. music too so, much. Here we are. Yeah, man. We've come full circle. And we're back. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's and nice. Then, and then Dave, you're not originally from Seattle, right? Uh, yeah, correct. So I'm actually from Detroit. Hey. Um, yeah. Uh, for those of you who are familiar with uh, AmeriCorps, I actually signed up to do that. Um, and I spent a year here in Seattle working with Habitat for Humanity to kind of uh, to A, build a Habitat for Humanity store down in Auburn, Washington, and B, expanding their digital footprint. But can you break down what, what is Habitat? To, it's like. Oh, Habitat for Oh Habitat for Humanity. Let me show my shirt so that way everyone knows Put I'm advocating the plug. for them. Put plug. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so Habitat for Humanity is all about building affordable housing in low-income areas. Oh. Um, so for a lot of people, we're our typical demographic are people who just moved or just immigrated to America. Um, and mainly it's because they have no back credit or credit history to have back credit. So we typically work with them to actually build them a house um, and get them into a healthy neighborhood so that way they can grow their family and be a part of the community. Um, so uh, Habitat for Humanity uh, has had a lot of success in the past, um, and we've done a lot of great work with, with a lot of great families. Um, 
but yeah, at the end of the day, um, when I signed up to do AmeriCorps, I was looking at five different states, uh, New York, Texas, uh, Oregon, uh, Tennessee, fifth one in there, but I digress. I think it's us. Yeah. Oh, Washington. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Dude, I love the word digress. I haven't been I, I've been hearing it a lot lately. I haven't used it yet, but mm. I want to start using the word it's digress. Mm. You know, it's funny you say that. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but uh, <laughs> good. it's funny you say that because uh, literally, I think the year you joined Cash and Karma was like my last year working associated with Habitat for Humanity. Really? Yeah, because so... Wait, you're telling me you're associated with Habitat for Humanity? Yes! You're telling me now? This no, I told you this when we met. <laughs> Okay, that's so how we bonded. Remember, this, uh, this is when we. I met. thought it was over Marvel. Well, that no, that was that was someone else. No, I just remember. Uh, so before I, I had this whole slew of different jobs, but like one of the biggest main jobs I had getting out of school was I was a GED instructor. So I got to actually teach GED students in a program called Youth Build out in Tacoma, which uh, what they did was they took students that needed to get their GED or they fell back and they needed some kind of community service. And uh, we helped them go both get their GED, help them get tools to start doing like apprenticeship programs and mm-hmm. things like that. And we also spent that time learning those things so we can help with Habitat Humanity, Habitat for Humanity in, I believe, Tillicum and Tacoma were the two mm. spaces that we were at for that. So really? we helped in a totally different area, and I didn't help them with building houses. I wanted to, hey. but uh, I just helped them get their GDs. So teaching math was fun. <laughs> Damn, you guys seem like very nice uh, people who are... Uh, Thank you. What is that called? You're good Samaritans, right? Like oh. you're helpful to society. Altruistic? <laughs> we, yeah, well, that's a good one to say. It. Aim for it. So what, for what, it. Do you, what do you do, Johnny? Have you helped society? <laughs> <laughs> he helps so us in so I, many ways. I guess a big thing that I'm trying to do just actively is be a advocate for mental health awareness and not only mental health, but specifically like mental illness awareness as well. I have bipolar disorder and um, it was a huge part of like, you know, how my life has gone, you know, and it's a huge part of why I am the way I am. And when I developed it and when I found out I had it, well, I was in denial for a couple of years, but like, um, you know, I really thought it was like the end. Like, I was like, my life is over. Shoot. Like, oh, man. I, uh, you know, I, I started like having periods of like deep depression where I couldn't hold down a job and I was struggling with, you know, school and college and struggling to have a social circle to like not sleeping for five days and being manic and going, you know, a mile a minute and starting like a new project every hour and thinking I was going to like become the president or something. Like I was, I was delusional and that was like crazy freaky. And I thought I'm never going to be able to relate to people again. Nobody's going to know what I'm going through. I'm never going to be able to be a normal person. Never going to be able to, you know, just a whole bunch of things. Do you have any steps on how you're going to become president though? Or (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> very slowly over time okay. very 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 slowly and uh i'm i'm gonna eventually just become a you know i'm gonna become the one thing that i swore never to be because that's how it works right <laughs> if you become a politician eventually you just so maybe i won't be president Ooh. but um, <laughs> but there's there's you know alternatively i did find out that uh Bipolar is definitely something you can live with and thrive with. And, Mm. um, you know, music was a huge, you know, thing for keeping me stable and having something to live for and do and, 
you know, making music that either inspired people or meant something to something, like really gave me the energy to keep going. And then, you know, I got treatment. I started figuring all this stuff out. And, you know, I'm like, wow, I, I, I'm, I'm living a freaking, I'm, I'm, li I'm living a normal life. I'm, you know, doing what I want to do. And, you know, as I've talked to other people and shared it, like, I guess I've inspired others to get help too. So, you know, that's something I want to continue to do is either, you know, talk about, you know, my story and just reassure other people that, you know, if you have a mental illness, like it's not the end of the world, you can cope, survive. You might have to live a different way than other people do, but you know, you can, you can thrive. Like you can, you can, you can really do that. So I guess that's, that's kind of my, my zone. And, you know, as far as everything else goes in the whole, like, altruistic sense like <laughs> <laughs> I just I just try and be a nice person you know listen yeah. to people try and be understanding seek to understand and not you know like mm. that kind of thing he succeeds I like philosophy it. stuff mm. too so I'll quote a lot of people <laughs> he's our deep he's our deep thinker mm -hmm. give me a quote right now Ooh. um three okay two just what? like anxiety or no just like muddy water, anxiety is best cleared by leaving it alone. Oh, yeah. so very nice. Already. If you start fixating on your anxiety and you're like, "Oh, I gotta like solve my," you know, think through it and everything, anxious, and then right? you start like thinking, <laughs> you know, you just gotta leave it alone. Distract yourself. Watch a video. You know, come back to it when you're feeling good, not when you're in this tense state. You know, mm -hmm. did oh, you? Yeah. Uh, wasn't there? Wasn't a mental health awareness day uh, like last week or something like that? Ah, uh, so. Ago. Mm -hmm. In September, I know there is like a suicide awareness week, and then May is like the big mental health awareness month. But I know like there's like days for everything. I think yesterday was coming out day. Yeah, National it was coming out day. And then I think it was like last Thursday or Friday, if I'm not mistaken, it was like some kind of mental health awareness day. Uh, depression day. I'm depression a huge day. fan of Charlemagne the God, and he threw up, he threw this like huge panel. I forget where it was. It might have been like New York. Oh, so I think that's it was cool. last week or maybe it was in yeah. the past couple of weeks. Sick. But I guess there's so many days for everything, right? Yeah. yeah. True. Essentially. I so, actually uh, I saw this show down in Tacoma at the studio called Decade Sound Studio, and there were a couple of rappers down there, and there's this guy named uh, Tizzy Teach, and he did a show, and he was he was hyping people up, but he had a couple of songs. A closer, um, he had a couple of songs that like really just kind of talked about like more the struggles of like just being a man and having emotions and you know being in a place where you're not really encouraged to talk about them as much because you know like you know everybody here in this room can probably attest like it's not always the easiest thing to just be like damn i'm sad you know mm -hmm. oh, especially yeah. as a dude Very like true. you know it's yeah. not always it's not always the easiest thing to uh you know come to terms with and it's not always easy to find like support for that kind of you know absolutely thing among friend groups and like <laughs> do you find your bandmates very supportive I think my huh? bandmates are pretty rad. Yeah, I think I got some great people in this band, and I think there's a there's a lot of there's not a lot of people that I try to like associate with outside of outside of my personal world. Like you know, when I think about it, I'm very A B. I take care of what I need to take care of work. I go back home, and I take care of my home as much as I possibly can. And the stuff that I do musically is my outgoingness. It's my mm. social. It's my social butterfly coming out. You know, I don't. I don't try to have all these other elements to it because, you know, a lot of outside elements can really screw you up. Mm -hmm. And there are people that are not going to do the right thing around you and you got to make choices on whether or not you want to continue with that. And I think 
having an outlet like music be the place where I, I meet my friends. I, I'm able to play and enjoy and have fun creating these cool projects with people. I find my niche. I find my mm-hmm. my civilization and my society in that, you know? Like I, I feel like not just in this band, but in the bands we've played with and the shows and venues and even the people mm-hmm. we randomly talk to after the shows. They're the people that I want to interact with because the common the common thing is we want to have a happy time or a happy experience mm-hmm. in a safe place. And mm-hmm. it's always there. That, like the thing about Melvin is he's also just <laughs> everything he said is a hundred percent true. And he he like He's like a kid in a candy store when he plays music. Cause, oh, every day. That's very true. And, and when we were playing through <laughs> one of our songs, Yesterday Didn't Work, every oh, time yeah. we'd get to the bridge <laughs> section, you know, it would be loud, but I'd be able to hear, like, Melvin just be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every time we would go to this one section, and it then I'd look over so and he good. would just be, like, going, like, nuts on it. <laughs> Shit hits like, different. It does. I can't I just, say anything. He has enthusiasm. I, I love on it. On stage, during practice, and even just when he's talking about music, is mm-hmm. like, I, I, I aspire. <laughs> I can't That's turn him. it off, and it's it's not like I want to. I feel like I, I feel like the one thing that is really cool about playing music is you get to be yourself in the most genuine and authentic way you can. When you do it right. When, yeah, it's, right. when you're doing it for the right reasons, you can do that. And, like, I actually, I've come to this evolution in my own thinking of how I perform and how I am as a musician because when I first started playing I yeah I played it because it was fun and I wanted to do it and I I wanted it to be more than just you know just me playing in my my room and annoying my parents and my brother with loud noises at 10 (laughs) o'clock at night but um as I started playing shows I had this outlet because I didn't even realize it but I was just so mad about so much about what's going on in my life and what's going on around me and it was a way for me to kind of let it loose without it being the negative route to take Mm-hmm. And then I left because as weird as it is, I, I don't like to think of it like this anymore because there's more to life than what I'm thinking. But when I figured out things, when I started figuring out what I wanted to do or how I wanted to get there, it was like, I think I can find my happily ever after here. I can find that happy ending somewhere down the line really soon. And I, I got to this point where like everything was working. I, I got mm-hmm. I was I got married and I loved everything about marriage. Still do. I um, I got this job that I've always wanted like Outside of playing music, I've always wanted to be a teacher. I, I knew it from an early age in like middle school that teaching was something that I found Wait, to what be grade thrilling. Do you teach? So I taught I taught fifth for two for a year, and then I got a year and a half into third grade teaching before pandemic chaos kind of fucked that up. Mm. But I I wanted to teach, and I, I did all of these different things. Like when I went to college, my focus was teaching. When I got out of college, I found jobs that got me closer, and then I, I found my foot in the door, and I just I just stayed in and gritted my teeth and tried to make it work. So now that you're like you know saying you know, cuss words yeah, on cuss podcasts words. and things mm-hmm. that'll be seen by the general public, where does that put you in terms of being a teacher for youngins? Wait, has he sworn? <laughs> I am. I just said. It. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> curious. Like, did, no, do people care about that stuff? I mean, it's kind of a thing, you know. I'll have a funny story on that in a second mm-hmm. too. But it's like, yeah, you know, in my mind, I don't. Let's all say the N-word in three. No, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Nigeria. Got him. Oh, there you go. Uh, no, I'm kidding. No, um, no, no, no. Um, anyways, but yeah, as I kind of got through all of these things, I, I started kind of realizing, you know, I felt more when I was doing this stuff with, with Cash and Karma. I felt more when I was creating music and I was I felt involved. I had my hands in everything and I wanted to make sure... 
I was able to tell this this story more. And, yeah, it, more <laughs> more of it, and we were able to do that when I was in this band. And after pandemic happened, I was able to give myself time to think. I I had um, I had a therapist for maybe a couple months when I could afford it, and Ooh. he helped me kind of piece together that these were all elements that I got fulfilled playing music. So isn't that th- a stereotype that black people don't get therapy? So what was no. the steps for you to? I mean, honestly, it? it was just when I could afford it. I, mm-hmm. I, I was teaching, and teaching gave me the one thing that teaching really gave me the the joy of was I didn't have to worry about all the odds and ends of like paying my rent, paying utilities, getting all these things. I was comfortable, and with that comfort, I was able to realize, well, let's start taking care of me. Mm-hmm. I started trying to find a therapist when things got really weird and rough in the pandemic. That's what I did, and it helped me realize like. The elements that I really missed was being in a band. Because like I said, that was where I got social. That was where I had that. And I never did it outside of that. So when I got back into it, I started feeling like me again. Mm-hmm. And like all these other elements, the things that I incorporated in the time I was away, just made it better. And in fact, it made me look in and think, well, I played angry for so many years. And it was good. People told me I played fine. And I was like, I was a great persona on stage. I was pissed all the time when I was up there. But now I go on stage and I have fun. I'm, I'm just sitting there just playing with my boys. It's like, it's such a good time. And I can look over at Johnny. He's having fun. I can see Dave. He's out in the crowd having a good time. Ben's in the back taking care of business. And it's like, it's like I never left and I never want to leave again because it, it feels too good. Yeah. It feels too right. And I, I mean, all I want out of life is to be able to do all the things that I aspire to to make sure is positive in the world or at least provides a positive experience for whoever's out there and really make sure that uh, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm not bogging myself down by doing things I shouldn't, I feel like isn't right for me. You know and, what? We were talking about being presidents earlier. <laughs> I don't want to be a president now. Melvin, you be the president. I happily, I'll be your VP. I happily or... reject that offer because you know you and I, we can't handle that stress, dude. What? That shit, no. But it's for a good cause. How about this? The people. How about this? You and I, we meet on stage at Leeds and Reading, and we make that be our presidential speech. Let's okay. have fun on stage, we'll and let's just, make everyone think that we can do these that. These are the issues, and we'll just have them be our songs. Yeah, yeah. man. That's okay. what we do this for anyways. Okay. Your we don't need album. to be president. We get to do that in our own way. Your next album will be about being a president or something. <laughs> Dude, that, that, was would a, be, wow, I, that would be a crazy concept album, though, right? So, Just like, and then everyone gets assassinated at the very end. Oh man, <laughs> legit. Okay, so right, there's, there a song. Sopranos <laughs> there's a Godfather. song like that though. There's a Wyclef Jean song that he did like back in like 2000 something. It was called "With I Was President," and literally it was just him talking about if he was a president. Never had a black president before that. It literally started Dude. with him being inaugurated and then shot like three days later. Oh, you guys want to make? Have I not heard that song. Right, you guys want to make a concept album about being the president? Oh shit! We could we could make okay. it like really nuts. I better like, get some credit for that. Um, <laughs> we'll throw you yes. in that special things. We got we you. Can, got we you. could even like co-write. I don't, I don't know. There like, we go. That sounds. Let's I, get in I'm on all this. for collaboration. Yeah, um, it's fun. You know, makes the world go round. So, Dave, oh. what do you add to the band? What do I add to the band? <laughs> I mean, really, I just run on stage and act like a jackass for, you know, fun. Uh, and that's really where I'm at. That's what we oh, love, that, though. There we go. That's Good a, explanation. That's one way to put it. Yeah. Dude, I, you... I would say... Uh-huh. Oh, go on. I mean, yeah. You first. <laughs> Compliments. Like, acting like a jackass? Mm. <laughs> like, you could say that, mm. but I think it's more of an art. I think it's a, it's a, it's a bit more tasteful than that. It's... um. Thank you. Distinguished uh, jackassery. Because, you know, he knows mm. <laughs> when to jump out mm. and just kind of like 
surprise people and <laughs> Wait, what no in a good in a good way like you know not like oh hey i'm right next to you and oh, hello man. i'm playing the bass here i'm in your space no it's you just like you you jump out right at the parts that go mm. hardest in the songs <laughs> yes and i don't know like sometimes i'll look over and i'll think dave is right there so i'll like you know i'll be like okay i'm gonna like go jam with him and then I'll turn over and he's like gone he's gone and then I'll just kind of like look out scanning through the crowd just to like see if there is any semblance of Dave mm. and there usually is he's not hard to spot um, when he's out in the crowd I love that but, stuff no like Dave is an awesome oh. bassist and he's awesome on on stage him blush well thank you you flatter me <laughs> um, but what I typically like to tell people is you know I actually am very anxious on stage and I can't stand still so I do that instead do you have stage fright? oh in, uh, yes oh. <laughs> for lack of better words uh, hard to believe yeah no trust me I'm shaking my boots by the time I get on stage it, it's really embarrassing that's that's why I'm so you sweaty on stage boots. that's why I'm so sweaty <laughs> on stage like, yeah I mean if you look at every shit I'm, I'm sweating buckets so I mean like that's pure anxiety right there and I find it's it best for me to sweat. just I run would... around and jump off stage it's a tie. Contest Ooh. between you guys. Are we going to have a sweat off? I, oh, God. Un- unfortunately, <laughs> I think we're going to end up having a couple. I think, oh, boy. I think somebody here, even like as a part of their show, preps a sweat towel. Is that right? That's me. <laughs> I have I have a sweat towel. It's got a headband already. I right? got a headband. Actually, headband. so fun fact, this is actually an old t-shirt that uh, I cut the sleeve off. So I had like sl- that's the sleeve. This is the sleeve. So <laughs> I I used to be really and I, I wouldn't say really. I used to be pretty overweight. I was about two sixty maybe back in twenty eighteen when that was the last time I clocked that in. And then uh, over the span of a couple of years, I've lost seventy pounds or so. Hey, so I might be teetering at one ninety nine or two hundred right now. But essentially, before all that, I was a freaking wreck. And then now going into shows, I'm like it's less sweaty, less of a mess. Still bring an extra set of a lot of stuff because I don't want to look nasty and smell musty and all that nastiness. But um, yeah, and now that I have a partner in sweat crime and Dave here, it's kind of nice to kind of have the relativity <laughs> of looking to my right, going, <gasps> "Oh, good, I'm yeah. not the only one. Let's keep going." I just found the right deodorant for me finally. It's taken years, so I feel uh, very proud of myself. It's very tricky nice. though. No, it's People like think it's easy. It's a lot of trial and error. Yeah, that's all I can say. Yeah, definitely. I'm having like ten, ten different though. types. So I don't know if this is just like me or if this is anybody else, but I think like I, I get deodorant and it'll be good for like two years, and then it just will stop working, and mm. I have to switch to something else. It's like my body just adjusts. Your and natural biota like, nope. shifts. Mm-hmm. It's it, more like good for like two days for me, and then I have to switch <laughs> it up. <laughs> oh man, and I had like I know what you're talking about though, because when I used to go to college, like I had like this really bad problem with just like sweating like <laughs> just like it was like waterfalls coming out from under my arms don't go chase <laughs> just stick to the rivers and the lake that yeah you definitely don't want to chase those waterfalls no no i don't want to chase that one I, I think that one's gonna make me smell salty but yeah i don't know college was stressful you know? yeah are we all good on deodorants now yeah, I, I think, think so. so. Most part, I like to. I like to hope. I like to hope that when someone walks past me, and says, "They're not going." Oh, fuck! No, they're they're just you know, my natural anything, urban cowboy. If someone man. does like like that, I hope it's just like they come really close to you and like 
Mm, See, smell good. What if it was Joe Biden? Would that be okay? Oh, See, I'd have so many questions because <laughs> oh, then boy. at that point he just get that close to me. I'm gonna go. Whoa, six feet, dude. You you talking social distancing? Let's talk mm-hmm. social distancing. Lead by example. <laughs> there you go. Come on, Joe. No, but going back to some things, Dave. As much as he is as a stage presence, a vital member, I found that in the last couple of months and just kind of seeing how he works behind the scenes too, seeing how he's he puts his nose to the grindstone and he really tries to help us get connections with venues. He's he's right there with Johnny when it comes to like connecting this band and networking and trying to find access for us to get shows. I mean, I I'm not a slat slacker when it comes to these kind of things. I'm not a slouch, but when it comes to kind of getting that that next level, I think these two are really the the dynamic duo when it comes to that. And I, I, mean, I thank them because I get to go play fun shows, thanks. and I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for giving us credit. Yeah. I, fe- I feel like a lot of times, mm-hmm. most of our shows are like the offers that we get that we kind of like sift through, and we're like, okay, this one's a pretty good one. Let's let's do this. Oh, snap. Um, yeah. That's cool. I, I mean, like but that. you know, like some like Johnny, we didn't. You gotta let them believe we put our nose to the grindstone. We're doing we're, a lot of work. Yeah, we're we're doing these this guys all, are doing yeah. such phenomenal we are, stuff. We are tactical. Just, yeah, just can't it wasn't like it. the last shows even prior to the pandemic were all just offers given to us. <laughs> you know what? I will say though, like the shows we've been doing mm-hmm. and the shows we have planned. Super excited for them. So I, I'm really happy <laughs> so with them. Um, and like for anybody who wants to play a show with us. It's got to be at least a month out, mm-hmm. you know. Like yeah. that's kind of our criteria. Is so like, you guys are playing during the pandemic? Have you played already? Or? Uh, we did one show at the High Dive in Fremont. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like our big EP release show. We came one. out with some new music, and everybody, you know, uh, Ben, he wasn't able to be here, but that was his first time being on a release with us. First time mm-hmm. with all four of us. First right. time with actually, Dave yeah, and yeah. Melvin. And yeah, I missed I missed the first run of the cool Dave stuff. So I'm glad to get into round two. Really glad. Um, we have a Halloween show coming up on Halloween. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be like oh. on Halloween night. We're gonna do 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. It's it's got it's a Sunday, so we got to start it early. Yeah, I know, gotta make sure that everybody can, you know, have fun, get a couple drinks, sober up, and go home. Be yeah. ready to hand go out to work candy on Monday kids. or call out on Monday. One or the other. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you guys dressing up? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I got two <laughs> in mind. I think Ben is gonna be Freddie Mercury. Oh. Sounds like it's gonna be sick. Oh, and I keep it a surprise. So oh. I, I really wanted. We really have some cool ideas, and I'm really excited. I'm a little bummed because bright side we do. T- I have two. I do two sets to, on that day because I play with College Radio first, and then we get Cash in Karma double to close duty. it out. Double I'm so duty. excited for some double duty. This double is like one of those like dream situations where I'm like. I could play all day. Let's let me play all day. Let's try it. Mm. Um, but because of that, I can't do costume changes too well. Mm. Um, so rip it off underneath. See, tearaway clothes is awesome, but it's mm-hmm. it's expensive. I can't do that. <laughs> um, but we have some really basic ideas for some cool concepts for one set, and then for the next set, or at least for after the show, I have another costume, which is gonna be fun. I'm trying mm-hmm. to trying to do a couples costume for the first time in a while. So it'd be fun. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, it'll is be it gonna be fuzzy dice. Oh God! <laughs> you know Don't we were we were talking much. about being like the Squid Game. Mm-hmm. No, dude, no, like no, no, Squid no, no, no. Game. Everyone's doing that. I shit. saw, but photos, you know what? Though. I'm glad we're not. 
But one day, can we just be the lobsters from the Amanda show? Dude, oh, you guys yes. know what I'm talking about. Oh, oh my God. Bring in the lobsters. Oh, my Wait, God. What? You just said the Amanda oh show, and my brain just turned mm-hmm. to a 12 year back. Oh, that's awesome. Is that like awesome. a Nickelodeon show yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. Amanda Bynes. Okay. That was a jam, man. Yeah. Can't go wrong. <laughs> I want to be the Kanye West bear, but. It's like it's so like there's no place you can buy the head. The head's impossible to find. Yeah, I actually yes. I spent all day yesterday looking. Can I can I offer you a a, a replacement? Just go as Kanye, find those blind shades, and just go running up to any random person at a party. Go, sorry, let me let me hold up for a second. But that's the best costume I've seen all night. And then just walk away. No fucking clue who you are. Then walk <laughs> away. Go to the next set, and within earshot of the last group, just say, "This the best costume I've seen all day." I mean, you could also like grab you build. plastic bags and like just oh breathe God. into them and be like, "All right." Close it up, fifty thousand bucks. Oh, because wasn't that a thing? Yeah, like, for wait, a bit, wait, like the Yeezus concerts or whatever, <laughs> where it was like selling a bag of air from the Yeezus concert, uh, fifty thousand dollars. Or you could just go around with a ripped like, T-shirt and say, "This is six hundred dollars." It's like, who are you supposed to be? I'm Kanye. Six hundred dollars. Uh, six hundred dollars. No, I'm kidding. Kidding, but that's fine. I really kidding. wish I could find that head. That like some places mm-hmm. like two hundred, but it's like not the real Ooh. head. Like mm-hmm. you can't really find it. Like no one really makes it. It was just some like. Random website that said it was two hundred bucks. But I was like, I don't know if I'm going to buy it from this sketchy website. And you can't guarantee it's going to get here. Find someone on Etsy that you mm-hmm. like really like like their work and be like, hey, make me this and like just be awesome. And then because <laughs> once you have it, you have it. You know, even if it's a little more pricey or whatever. But yeah. you know, like then you have it. That's true. You can use it all the time too. The Kanye West bearhead? Yeah, I mean, you can find some multi multi purposeful uses out of that. I mean, you can hang it up on a on a trophy mount. You could mm-hmm. scare the random solicitor that knocks on your door in the day. I mean, whatever way you want to take it. When I was um, before the pandemic, I had a huge like monkey head. There was like a stuffed Ooh. animal monkey head, like a sock monkey head type thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to wear that to raves. That was really fun. That's not fun. I don't know where it went though. <laughs> my EDM concert days were short but I look back on them like so fondly like I went to Paradiso 2015 and Ooh, that lineup like Knife Party Skrillex just like all the acts that were just like really like bumping during that year were all there and that that's my experience it's a fun time right there very nice so during this age of social media how do you guys find your worth as a band Ooh, interesting <laughs> question. You know, it's funny you say so, that. Actually, no. What do you mean by worth exactly? Ooh. You know, like I feel like whether it's like streaming numbers, mm. oh. followers, okay, you know, just like influence, you know, like that mm. all, I feel like people really think that's what matters to be a good band, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, numbers are important for industry reasons. You know, we, we want to get our numbers up so we can get the best opportunities that we can. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that's our goal, you know, from the internal side of things. You know, that's what we want to do for growth. But mm-hmm. I think when it comes to, like, per- personal satisfaction that we get out of the band and how we measure success is if, you know, what we're doing is bringing people, like, Good times, you know. If if someone is rocking out to our stuff on, in their car or something, and then they leave a comment on that, and we read that, and we're like, yeah, um, you know, that's that's like it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling, yeah, because you know we like I don't BS when I write lyrics or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Nobody BSs when they're. You're, it's very intentional what we put down for all of our parts, yeah. mm-hmm. and you know, like 
we want to have fun with it. It's not like it always has to be a super serious thing or anything, but you know, we want to just be able to make music that, you know, it, it adds something to people's lives. Mm-hmm. And when we know that that's happening and we're getting money, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, everything's good. <laughs> Gotta add that bottom dollar. Oh, wait. You know? <laughs> uh, the money part's important too. I think that that's we'd like to quit our jobs and continue to do this as our sole means of income. I'm just mm-hmm. gonna look at the camera and say that because that's what I want. Who has the, <laughs> who has the coolest job here? Don't look at me, please. Don't look at me. I, uh, I, I honestly, you know what? Yeah. I, I work at a skimboard and longboard shop, mm-hmm. and I actually I press the plies together for longboards right now, and then I also do fulfillment and like quality check still learning all the other stuff but skimboard is like um it's like um probably like this big and like kind of like this kind of shape or so <laughs> and like a surfboard more? yeah so it's kind of like closer to a boogie board but it's really thin huh. um and you don't go into deep water you you'll you'd be like on the coastline or like wow. in like a little stream like on a creek mm-hmm. so like i go to chambers creek down in lakewood for instance, and it's just like this much water. Mm-hmm. Um, you throw the board down and you sprint after it, you jump on, and then you just glide. And people like go off little kicker ramps, hop up on boxes. You can do ollies, 180s, all these crazy stuff. It's kind of like skateboarding, mm-hmm. but on water. So you could do that if it's like really rainy here in Seattle. Just go down. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> it's crazy because there's also like a subcategory of skimboarding that's come out called urban skimboarding, oh, where people whoa. on rainy days will just go to like fancy ass cities in Europe like and just skim over monuments and stuff like uh but you can't float on them you can't float no but you can you can skim (laughs) 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 and can you skateboard or I (laughs) my work actually has a mini ramp so I've been working on the skateboarding I've just kind of been on the skateboard and I've been able to get some kick turns in there for the skateboard I can do some ollies landed a couple 180s but no I I can't I can't really skateboard do you wear a helmet are you like I if I'm dropping in I'm wearing a helmet because don't want to mess with that really whack your head I think if I go to like a skate park, which I haven't done yet, mm. I'm gonna like go looking like Master Chief, <laughs> just yeah. like all the armor like in the world. Because oh, as much as I love all the boarding stuff, like I can't break a wrist. I, I play drums in other bands as like a session player, and I play guitar and like you know, every teach every guitar. So every appendage you have is too I need vital. It. So. so are you guys in multiple bands, or is it just? Uh-huh. Melvin's in the Melvin's in college radio and cashing in karma. I'm I'm drumming for Haley Graves right now. Uh, I'm gonna be filling in for a couple of other bands mm-hmm. in the scene, and then I have another project in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not leading it or anything. I'm just the drummer, and uh, I I've been working with this really talented gal from Tacoma. Her name is Peyton, and she just has this really cool like psychedelic rock thing going on that I like I I I just believe in her music so I'm really excited to you know see that come in 2022 what about you Dave uh so I myself no cash and karma is the one and only however if anyone's looking to do math rock stuff let me know math Math rock math rock yeah what's math rock oh so it's basically long story short just 
varying time signatures throughout a song, for lack of better words. Um, I mean, basically, if you look at the early stages, think of like Rush. Nice. Um, and then it's basically evolution of progress in like the next stage. So there's a lot of fun stuff out there. Um, anyone who's looking for a recommendation, uh, Floral's really fun. Ooh. Uh, TTNG is my personal go-to. Delta Sleep, all those guys. Delta um, Sleep. Oh. <laughs> so you showed me that. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, I, I am, took it. Oh, yeah. Honestly, probably probably my favorite one right here right now. But, yeah, no. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Cash and Carbon's one only right now. Uh, if anyone's looking to do a math rock thing, hit me up. Uh, until then, I'll be doing jujitsu to kill the time. Oh, so, you do jujitsu? There you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been doing PJJ for a total of like a couple months now. Prior oh, to that, yeah. I was doing judo, which is basically jujitsu with stand up. Uh, it goes way farther in depth than that, but you know, just basics. <laughs> um, however, with judo, I got thrown a lot. I got tired of that. So I wanted to stay to the ground, which is BJJ in a yeah. nutshell. So I kind of just wanted to stay there. So I switched over to that. My stepdad's That's a jujitsu master. So like, oh, really? really? Whoa. Yeah. Does he teach here in Seattle? He's, he's part of Kindred. So he's like, Really, really, really up there, jujitsu stuff. I'm not really Dang. into it, and like, he, like during the pandemic, he's always tried to practice like jujitsu with me. I'm just he's maybe like, it'll come with time. He's like, this is your time to train, son. Yeah, this is the I one. Just, <laughs> if I ever do get into jujitsu, Dave, you have to film it. That way, I can just like have a compilation of like my ass just getting handed to me over and over again because if I'm gonna go through that pain at least like document it montage the <laughs> shit out of that yes. so I can you know achieve some sort of reality from it jujitsu people are like friendly killers basically that's the best way to describe they'll, they'll shake your hand but they're ready for battle oh god so honestly Dave is just a really swell guy yeah oh, shucks <laughs> but you know on tour bodyguard <laughs> there you go but multiple on, hats on the on the topic of like projects and different groups and stuff like i i never even went into the idea of having multiple bands in mind i i wanted to just come back and play with cash and karma it just happened like the week i announced that i was gonna start playing music again i didn't even announce karma yet i uh i got a message from gordon from college radio it asking said you up it was 1 a.m <laughs> it was like 2 a.m he's like yo you got your guitar you want to come by no it was like he just said, hey, we, uh, if you're looking for a band, we need a lead guitarist. They had all these things going for them and they needed help pushing to the next level. And I said, I want to give it a shot. And I mean, at the end of the day, I love all of these projects. Mm -hmm. I don't see myself leaving any of them. I want to stay in this until the, the wheels fall off the track or fall, fall off the wagon here. But uh, all of this in my mind, I, I do want to see myself fronting a band at some point. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think I'm at a point where I trust my songwriting ability to do it full stop on my own. I think I have elements of how I can make things work sonically, but... I use all of these bands. I use all of these <laughs> bands to enjoy the collaborative process. Understand what it means to be in a band, and I hope in time, as I kind of get better at it, just like how do I how do I lead a band? How do I take? Melvin, I will help you. Please. <laughs> oh, that's why I'm Anytime here. Anytime you want to sing a song, like <laughs> you guys had some like, strangling arms. You're like, I'm worried if he's going to try to listen and take I mean, me in. I don't know. Like I, mean, I don't have to sing on I, every song. It's, I know. it's, it's and, great. And you guys give me that freedom, and I love it. Mm. I'm not saying that I can't do it here. It's just like I. I I see things in my future and I want to try to do those things. Mm -hmm. Like, but I, right now my focus is making cash and karma the best band it possibly can be and make college radio the best band it could possibly be. No, mm -hmm. ends, no, le no more, no less. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what I want. I'm a selfless person as a musician. I want to make sure that the stuff I put out or that I'm a part of is quality 
everyone in this band can feel that they are in a part of that collaborative process. I want everyone to know that they're valued. I mm-hmm. want to make sure no one goes mm-hmm. through this and feels like they're not being heard because I feel like we all have that drive to do it. Mm-hmm. So that, that's all I want out of life right now. Did you guys rehearse a lot during the pandemic? Or uh, Honestly, no. no. Not, not really. Much. Uh, for for a while, I was living with an at-risk person, and that meeting up would just wasn't an option for like the first four or five months. Mm-hmm. And then we started kind of like, you know, trickling into practice and recording slowly but surely. Like we, yeah. And then, um, you know, pretty much when we had our EP done, our three-song "Hello World" that we just put out. Dope. Um, Thank you. We started meeting up every week, said we're going to put on the best freaking show we can at High Dive, Mm -hmm. and we're going to make our return as, you know, big as we can without, you know, stressing ourselves out, because we still Mm -hmm. had, you know, full-time jobs and bills to pay and all this Mm -hmm. craziness that gets in the way of us just being the best musicians we can be. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, everybody in Seattle just... I think we all wish that we could just do our passion and have that be the thing, you know, like, yeah. why can't mm-hmm. we be paid like bands in Europe? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Only. Guarantees but, every show? Man, nice. why isn't that a standard here? Hey, I'll take food vouchers, but man. Oh, man. We can go into nice. a deep rabbit hole no, about that no, one. No, not food, <laughs> food vouchers. Bands deserve to get paid. Oh, That's dead on. Do. I agree. They also... Mm-hmm. Should be expected to bring people to shows. Yes. It's a two-way street, you know? Mm-hmm. Bus need to be in seats, but we should also be you know, compensated. compensated for our time and our efforts because that's really what it is. It's our sweat equity. Mm-hmm. Everything that we do leading to the show mm-hmm. is getting that show to happen. And I think uh, we're seeing that kind of become a really cool resurgence in the, in the sense that like, since pandemic kind of quieted down, or at least we're getting to the point where we can play shows, I'm seeing it's becoming easier and easier to get people to come out to shows because, mm-hmm. I mean, they've missed out on this opportunity to support their friend before the pandemic, yeah. and they miss all the aspects of society, which I think one of those things is going out to a show, seeing mm-hmm. a band. It doesn't even matter if it's a close friend or you wanted to go and ca- check out Foo Fighters or go see Cash, uh, Catfish yeah. in the Bottlement or something, mm-hmm. but it's a or matter- Or Karma. Or, or yes, <laughs> why not? Karma. But the fact of the matter is, people miss this, and- we need to do all we possibly can to support those that want to continue doing this. And they specifically miss us. And I hope they specifically miss us. Right? We miss them. But the fact of the matter is, we got to make sure that we keep this momentum. We can't mm-hmm. just stop supporting our local <laughs> bands because, oh, you know what? We now can see Dua Lipa at the Climate Pledge Arena. Cool. Do that. Climate but please, <laughs> go and see your bands. Go see your friends play. Go see Buff Muff. Go see Wide Only in the Wreckage. Go see Cashing and Karma see these bands because there's no way they're going to get any further to seeing Climate Pledge Arena on themsel- for themselves unless you do that. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Or we should just See, now you put it on recording and we're worried that we got to get ourselves <laughs> tracked. That's mm-hmm. See, I didn't want to say it. No. I'm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, oh my God. I'm lost. No, what? Never say that, kids. <laughs> where where oh, are we going now, Melvin? Like, I spaced what? out for like a solid two seconds. And I came hey, back to that. I didn't I bring that up. I didn't bring that up. That wasn't me. I was, I, was just, I was just shooting the shit, saying some nice things about how we want to make local bands have a good time. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. I didn't say anything. And then I just went stuff. crazy. He just wants crazy. <laughs> See? But I mean, so, like. How do you guys feel about the COVID mandate on the 25th of October coming up? I mean, COVID Ooh. vaccine mandate, or like. 
um, I can't, test requirements. I, I'm not always up to date on everything. What what's what's oh, like, happening um, here? Restaurants, mm-hmm. menus, bookstores, whatever. You have to oh. have a vaccination card or mm-hmm. um, COVID t- test to be able to go anywhere in Seattle now. Yeah, starting so, the 25th. I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, I I understand where people are coming from if they're irked by being required to have a vaccine, because I know that in America it's a, you know, it's a value for a lot of people, a lot of families, a lot of everyone Mm -hmm. to just be like, look, like, you know, my choice is, you know, part of what I define as freedom. So I I get if people like, you know, get irked about that. But like I... I'm happy that we're doing it. I'm happy that we're able to have live music. If this is what it means for it to be back, I'm more than willing to do it, and I'm more than willing to participate in making sure that it's done. Preach. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, like, uh, you know, I, I, I just, wh- whatever happens, whatever, you know, the varying, you know, viewpoints are on this kind of thing, we all want it to end. And we all want music back and all this stuff. So I think, you know, just. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just here for it. Just it's going to happen. And mm-hmm. I'll take it as it comes. It, it needs. I feel like people are just. I, I have my views when it comes to everything that's been kind of going on. And in my mind, it's. I just hate the the backlash people get for the choices they want to make in their own personal lives. I think mm-hmm. if. You are being responsible. You're taking care of yourself. You're making sure that you're not harming others or you're causing risks to other people's health as well as your own. So if that means you're wearing a mask, that means you're vaccinated, if that means you're doing all these things and being precautionary, that's what you have to do. Mm -hmm. If one of these things you don't want to do, I don't care what it is. If you don't want to get vaccinated, cool. You're wearing a mask everywhere you need to go. Mm -hmm. That's just being safe and responsible. If you don't want to wear your mask, cool, get vaccinated. Maybe still wear that mask so you can be a a kind and decent human being to really make sure no one else is going to get passed on anything, even if you're sick. Because, you know, flu season is still a thing. Yeah. The fact of the matter is we're not going to get out of this unless we're thinking smart we're not attacking one another, and we're just doing the conscious choices that we need to do in order to be surviving out here. We're and that's all this it. together, man. We are. It is. <laughs> and it's flat out thought. And I don't know. I just I can't stand it when people go attacking one another mm-hmm. because someone chooses not to get the vaccine. Yep. They should choose. They need to make the choice to wear the mask. But that still doesn't mean they had to be beaten down or chastised because for some reason something is against their moral obligation or their ethical rights to go and get vaccinated. Because before this, we had anti-vaxxers. We had people that didn't want to get flu shots. Yeah. Did we have trouble getting through society with people not getting flu shots? No. No. It's the same thing. So mm-hmm. don't attack people yeah. like it's something different. Right. This has been a PSA from Cashin and Karma. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like I'm your off guys my are, soapbox. You guys' masks are dope, though. Oh, thanks. Kind of, oh, your I mask, mean, I just realized it that It matches mask, his shirt. It matches me. Oh, Actually, wow. I have a lot of fun with this. So there are a couple shots of me playing shows. I uh, So I normally have my carabiner to my jacket pocket mm-hmm. right you now. You have but, a carabiner on you? Yeah, dude, dude <laughs> are you kidding? I feel like the most, the oh, most Northwestern, or at least the most, like, scene band thing to do is have like your keys on a carabiner dangling off on the belt loop or something but it's like i have i have this looped into my into my little carabiner as i like get on for shows because like you know in my mind it's always cool to just have it in the back of my in my back pocket because you never know when you need it because i wear my mask just stopping i'm stopping i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) i thought only janitors had carabiners 
Dude, rock climbers have carabiners. It's mm-hmm. cool. It's a oh, thing. Yeah, it's true. a thing. <laughs> you got to need it there. <laughs> so what's the biggest impact for each of you guys that COVID has had on your guys' lives? Ooh. I'm here. Oh. You're on the <laughs> NAS yeah. podcast. That's the big that's the biggest impact. If I if I if there was no quarantine, I'd probably be trying to figure out a curriculum still today. And mm-hmm. or or probably finding something else. I don't know. <laughs> if I was still I would have burnt out. I would have crashed and burned because I wouldn't have admitted to myself that I needed to slow down. Mm-hmm. The pandemic kind of made that choice for me. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think it was, a, it was a blessing and a curse for me because I was forced to slow down and mm-hmm. reexamine my life because I couldn't just, you know, go crazy with shows and booking mm-hmm. and trying to do everything within, you know, a you know normal seven-day week. You know, I was acting like there were 10 days in the week and just not being realistic with time and my ambitions running for president That's, yeah <laughs> <laughs> campaign was kind of yep. getting sloppy after a while you know like i wasn't i wasn't even at any of the debates in the 2020 election like, come on did you i didn't even see your name on the ballot i'm a little hurt i, uh, I almost well, i almost had to vote kanye dude i'm not 35 yet so not 35 yet so i can't be president yet so Darn God. Senator, dude. <laughs> what about you, Dave? Uh, but yeah, so uh, similar well, to Johnny, um, it was honestly, in a sense, a break. I mean, yeah, pandemic, uh, very, very severe, very intense, but it allowed me to actually have that introspection of just understanding what my limitations were yeah. and just understanding how it would burn out. Because um, prior to this, you know, it's like band, jujitsu, work, other work, video project, like everything under the sun. But with the pandemic coming in, it literally just slowed everything down and made me realize, oh, wait. This is where my source of depression and anxiety is coming from, is all these other things. So for me, it was. So you guys are just an anxious band, huh? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I guess so. That's why you guys bond so well together. (laughs) Maybe maybe there's more to that. (laughs) Also, from the anxiety comes like a burst of energy and just like needs to let loose. And that's exactly what we do. Mm -hmm. We just let loose. Yeah. Dog, <laughs> I, I feel like Garth from Wayne's World written it. Honestly, man. Man. I didn't realize he had, like, like velvet. Look how much velvet he has on. Oh. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that at all. Yeah, I'm a it's little, like a boy. leprechaun. A little, it's cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sucker for velvet. <laughs> I'm a sucker for, <laughs> said no one. Oh, uh, I mean, it has been said. No, Johnny, 2021. There you go. It's on my grave. It's right there with. I feel the need for tweed, Michael Scott. You're right there, man. <laughs> It's perfect. There we go. Did I cut you Who off, Dave? Michael I don't know if you were trying uh, to wrap up. I mean, bad. that was basically the end of it. You know, it gave me that sense of introspection. Uh, I got to understand what limitations were, where my actual focus should be. Um, and I mean, yeah. I mean, now that I know those limitations, what they are, like, I feel like I'm getting healthier in terms of, like, what I can actually do. That's awesome. Myself. Sweet, dude. Hell yeah. So, I mean, for what it's worth in the pandemic, I found a positive light within it. There we go. We so. are. You were the band that came with them. Um, Nate Lewis, you isn't your like roommate like a another band member or something? Oh yeah, uh, Kyle McAllister. Um, yeah, so he works or not works plays <laughs> in Apology Wars. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, he for, doesn't work in Apology Wars. <laughs> he no, doesn't do it. No, he's just there for show. That's all. Cosmetic. <laughs> he doesn't go in there and schedule band practice, get on KXP and all that other jazz yeah. that <laughs> makes everything flow so well together. Not the... <laughs> oh man. That's dope, though. But yeah, no, uh, that was a lot of fun. I mean, when he invited to be on, I had two goals of mine for that interview it wasn't to promote the show at all it was just to talk about the space cake i made him 
and to brag about the film we made called Paint that we did with uh, Patrick Gonzalez. Oh, such plugs. <laughs> Love it. So good. It's a solid so, one. Uh, but yeah, no. Wait, what's Paint? I don't think I've uh, So me, Kyle, and my other roommates decided to make a film and also my partner, Tiana, we made a film called Paint where it involves my roommate, Abby, just moving in and she ends up being basically a witch and she basically kills all of us. It's a real hoot and a holler to say the least. Uh, we had a lot of fun making it. We spent the entire summer doing it. Um, it was a good time. It's pretty <laughs> great. That's I, solid I, stuff, I, man. I got I the it. script and I was like, what the hell is this? And then I read it and I was like, oh, this is great. We should shop this around. And then <laughs> the video ended up yeah. being exactly what I imagined it on the script, which mm. I don't know if that's like the sign of a good script writer or something, but mm. it I was, was pretty, I, I enjoyed it. It was could, really cool I stuff, man. I could watch more videos like that. I like that. You got to send it to me. What a way to spin this quarantine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. I'll show you a link afterwards. Hell yeah. Well, uh, what is some advice you each have for up and coming bands, artists, creators, influencers? <laughs> Who wants to start? Um, yeah, uh, I'll, Dave, I'll start okay. out first here. Um, so honestly, any idea or inspiration you have, just go off and do it. Because um, I mean, when it came to Cash and Karma, I actually really never played in a band before this. I was in a cover band, but that was about it. But it was one of the things always on my bucket list. Like, I wanted to be in a band. So when I first moved to Seattle, I just put it on Facebook. Who's who wants to do a play music? I need friends. So Johnny hit me <laughs> up. I was like, all right, I guess I'll just chalk down to Lakewood. Cause that's like ten minutes from Seattle, right? <laughs> um, learning that wasn't the case. I'm driving all the way down. Uh, hung out with Johnny. Um, it's like I like him. Hung out with Melvin. Like Melvin. Uh, Will Chi at the time. Like Will Chi. Um, oh, Will. This is another member that he, he was our uh, old drummer. He yeah. was a killer one. Mm-hmm. He was great. So there was Yaslin and Will. Mm-hmm. Will Chi. And now we have Ben. We have he Ben. Kills it. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, no. Uh. Either way, yeah. Hit up Johnny. Uh. Or I guess he contacted me. Went down. Uh. We jammed together. And I was like, this was fun. Uh. And then yeah, after listening to the Earthbound EP over and over again, I was like. I want to play with these guys. These guys are fun. <laughs> <laughs> and they're about something I really care about, which is mental health awareness. There we go. Always fun. Always is there anything you want to say on mental health awareness before we get to the next person? Oh, um, yeah, definitely. So for those who are unaware, um, I'm actually a writer for mental health articles. Um, so one thing I really, really, really want to destigmatize more than anything else is that if you go see a therapist, you are not crazy. You are not a psychopath. You are not bad, damaged in any way, shape or form. You're just going in for a checkup, basically. It's the same thing as going to the doctor. You're just going in yeah. and giving yourself that space to talk, to breathe, and to give yourself that kind of like clarity and to move forward. It's not harmful at all. It's very good. Seeing yeah. a therapist is not a yes. bad thing. How is How are you <laughs> doing any different than taking your weight, you know? Yeah. yeah. You're still, you know, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Like, Do you want to go or do you want me to go? Rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors. Okay, here we go. Rock, paper. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. Rock, paper. We, we gotta do it at the same okay, time. Okay, okay. Rock, Rock, paper, scissors. scissors. Oh, well, I thought it was shoot. Okay, oh, on three, I don't on three. do the shoot. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, oh boy, just go. You won. No, I'll go. I'll go. We'll save the best for last. We know Johnny's gonna have some good stuff. Do Do you want to? Okay, this is this is exactly what happens. We're both too Canadian nice to take it. Canadian standoff here. Yes, yes, you go. <laughs> Sorry, boot that. I, I think I think I'll, I'll take the I'll take this one because I I would rather have Johnny close us out when it comes to the mental health. He's he's got a better expertise towards this. Uh, you know, uh, if I had any advice for somebody going towards music, I think just just do it. Just try it. Give everything a shot. Don't shut out everything. When I started playing music, I started with the intention of just wanting to be in a band. 
I just love playing music. I watched I watched the Foo Fighters live at Wembley, and it made me want to pick up a guitar and be in a band. I watched Green Day play at like the VMAs back in like 2010, and watching them perform and drag a whole group of people on stage to just crash this live TV thing. It was just like it may have been staged. I don't know, <laughs> but in, in that moment, I felt this energy that it's like I want that, and. I just wanted to find it any way that I could. So, you know, I just listed out there like, I just want to jam. I want to play, have fun and never, never shut out a passion. Even if it's something that feels like it's impossible to reach, make steps, small things get you there. Not the big steps, not those giant things that you see people post about on Facebook, because that <laughs> is hidden behind days, months, weeks of trying to get to that point. It's all small steps. So just continue practice. Meet up, meet up consistently, write. Even if you think you suck, keep writing. I, I'm at that point now where I want to get better and I want to get better by doing it. And uh, honestly, it, it, the work pays off. Either it pays off with the success or it pays off with the lesson. And you know that you can do these things and that it was fun. But yeah. I think that's the biggest thing I could take out of that. I hope you didn't say that last interview. I didn't. I <laughs> I thought about it. I was like, what did I say here last time? I can't repeat. But if I if I had to think of a mental health thing, uh, two things. One, drink water. I feel like no matter what, there's not enough water drinking in this world. <laughs> Keep yourself hydrated. That can help so much with your mm. mental wherewithal as well as just how you feel in Do your you day. Remember the water song. The water song. The water song that we made. Water. Oh God! Water. I don't water. want to talk about that. Watch. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did the water song, but um, uh, water. <laughs> and uh, you know, just don't be afraid to open up. I, I think uh, just like Johnny brought up, the the idea of toxic masculinity is something that can really hinder someone for expressing how they feel. But just in in a blanket general sense, I feel like people are afraid of telling or stating how they feel because they're either worried about the influence or impact of others, they're worried about the perception others will have of them, mm -hmm. or they'll just feel like they're not in a safe place to let it out. Fact of the matter is, when you let that feeling out, when you're able to openly discuss that, that thing that's in your head that you feel like no one's going to want to hear or hear from you, it gains a better clarity of who your real friends are. It gains you a better understanding of wh who you are as a person. And it, I mean, you find your authentic self when you can truly let that be seen to the public. And that's definitely very important in today's age of authenticity. Hell yeah. Johnny. Um, so advice to new bands, um, give up, quit. <laughs> the world's Don't ending. Don't start a band. <laughs> If making mistakes is not part of your success plan, you're not geared towards success. Mm -hmm. Success is part of, or success or fail failures, mistakes are just another part of success and getting to success. So go in with all the ambition in the world. Keep that dream alive, even if it's even if you know it's naive. If it drives you, keep it alive. Make mistakes. And don't romanticize your obsession. Facts. Do not think that it is worth sacrificing every ounce of everything you have. Take care of yourself. And then you'll get there. Um, and then I guess with like mental health stuff. Man. Here's a rant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, honestly, just. <laughs> you know, we spend so much time living in the past thinking about you know what's happened throughout the day and then we spend a lot of time 
worrying about the future. And I guess one of my biggest pieces of advice is just spend a little bit more time in the now. You know, just take a little bit of time to just explore your five senses and what's going on right now. And everyone take acid right this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Do drugs and blow up things. Just start losing. <laughs> just yeah, just be in the moment for a little bit throughout each day cuz you know, we we spend so much time thinking about what's next and what's already happened, you know. Sometimes it's good to just be here. Yeah. True. Very true. I just wanted to say I'm very OCD about these lights, and we all have terrible lights right now. <laughs> red and blue. Yours fits. It's green. Mm-hmm. But then you have a blue shirt on, but red background. You got a red Wait. shirt with blue back. It's just been bothering oh, man, me this entire switched. time. I was thinking the colors, though. Man. Contrasting Honestly, colors. I just had to say something. I I, I'd be concerned, though, because there's like borderline thoughts in my head that if we did that, we'd probably look like Power Rangers. Just like, what? Green Ranger, tell us how you really feel about the scene right now. Wait, and why, if, why wouldn't we do this? I mean, I don't know about like, you, but I don't have a Megazord. A I don't want to lie to people. I don't have a Megazord. I thought I Power Rangers were real for a while. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. No, it's same. <laughs> I, I mean, they may be out there fighting that giant, what is it? I don't Switches know. every episode, right? He does. <laughs> like a mega dinosaur <laughs> destroying the town for the 17th time. And it's Isn't like skyscrapers. Like Zorpazord or something? Some, yeah. Something like that. I just keep thinking, how many times can they rebuild a city and not prepare for the next gigantic <laughs> monster C- attack? What's the ooze guy? Do you remember that? I have a news. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But it's got to have some kind of form of the word pus in their name, yeah. I think. No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> oh, Who's... no. It's Mecha Pus. The pussy monster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. No, that's Ninja Turtles. Secret of the Ooze. No, there's an oh, Ooze guy. Okay. I'm pretty sure oh, there's an Ooze no, guy. No, there is an Ooze guy. Yeah, like yeah. A, he's I have like a news. They made a whole movie about him. There was a movie. It was yeah. like they stole right now. I remember that movie. They played Cancuns. I remember the movie. And I actually saw, like, Couple years ago, I rewatched part mm. of it. Oh, it was Yo, this so bad. Uh-huh. This just went from wow. mental health to Power Rangers so fast. <laughs> Can we just accept that we just totally went from talking about it's okay to feel okay and then or to not feel okay to talking about the Mechazoids and yeah, like, trying to make that, sure we can connect. Like, with- there we go. Whatever about mental health, we're on to Power Rangers now. Like, <laughs> this is just like the perfect time to go and full circle. And the Green Ranger went to therapy and took care of all of his internal problems. Mm-hmm. I'm go. pretty so sure that was a story arc in season three of the 1998 series. Bro. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, really? No. Dude, <gasps> but but did you guys know? He got me. He got did me. You guys know that the Green Rangers undefeated in MMA? Yeah. Oh. I, I've seen like, him talking a lot of trash on it. There is no contest. Like, he and destroyed every four of his opponents. This is the NAS podcast. <laughs> 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 we got to start our sports podcast next. <laughs> NAS podcast with? Cashing in karma. Deuces. And Dave, we did it. And yeah, us. <laughs> I love you, Melvin. No. And we did it. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> Team, we're making the dream work, y'all. Awesome.